Hey, 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 hey everyone. Welcome to Parent Wise with Monica Irvin. I'm Monica and I'm really glad you're here today. I hope you're off to a great Thursday. It is Thursday, October 15th, 2020. And uh, I went on an awesome bike ride this morning up to Cates Cove in the Great Smoky Mountains in East Tennessee. Um, supposedly on um, on certain days of the week, they keep the um, streets closed off to car traffic, but somehow I got my signals mis uh, mixed up and there was cars uh, this morning. But nevertheless, it was gorgeous. The leaves are not completely changed yet, but it was beautiful and there's nothing like starting your day with a lot of fresh air and good exercise, which is what we're going to talk about today. Parents, this is important. Um, this is an important topic. Your kids can listen to this podcast too. Uh, and maybe it would be helpful because we're going to motivate you to get off the couch and get moving. So many families have become more physically active um, during this pandemic because we haven't had anything else to do. So a lot of you are already on your way to becoming a much more active family. But if you're still struggling to have the motivation to get up and get outside, and granted, we're going into winter, it doesn't matter. Where, where there's a will, there's a way. And so let's talk about many, many different things that we can do to help our family get more active. So one thing I just want to say is that I guess what's always been at the heart of my deep belief and how important it is to keep my family active, I've always had that philosophy when my kids were little. Um, our, you know, our rule was that you got to be active every day. You got to do something that makes you break a sweat. Whatever that is, I don't care, but you got to break a sweat. And really the reason that that has been so important to me is that ladies and gentlemen strive to be at our best. Because when we are at our best, we can give more to others. You all, you know that's true. And so it's true in all the areas. When we're spiritually healthy, then we have a lot more in us to be able to offer others. When we're emotionally healthy, then we're able to help others emotionally. When we're physically healthy, there's so many more opportunities to serve others. It's very difficult to help others emotionally, spiritually, or physically when our cups are empty. You all, you know that because you can't give what you don't have. And so for us, it's not so much about we do all of these things for ourselves that's a byproduct, the byproduct of being emotionally, physically, and spiritually healthy is that, you know, we improve ourselves. 
but our drive, the driving force behind it has got to be because we love others and we want to be able to be there for others. I remember a couple of years ago, so I've always had a little food storage in my home, you know, just in case of emergencies. I It's not a very thorough food storage, but my family could survive. I would imagine at least six months on the food that we have in our home. Now, we'd get really tired of eating rice and beans, but we could live and survive. But I remember one time um, I was, you know, doing a little more to kind of keep my food storage just just current, you know, just so I could feel better. Whenever you've got kids at home, I always, you know, have more peace when I know that in case of emergency, I could take care of my family. But anyway, one day I got a phone call from a woman that used to go to our church. Um, And I hadn't talked to her in many months. And she called me up and she said, um, and by the way, when she called me, I literally was walking out the door to a meeting. I, I was literally had my purse on my arm and I was headed out to an important meeting that I had to go to. And so I answered the phone and she said, Monica, I, you know, this is so-and-so. I know it's been a long time and I'm sorry. I know this is rude of me to call after so long and ask for help, but I am in trouble and I do not have food to feed my family. And, you know, several things had happened and she had gotten in such a way and had waited until she couldn't wait any longer. And she said, is there any way you could bring some food over to us um, as soon as you can? And so what was so beautiful, though, and I was so grateful because it was just really a couple of weeks earlier that I felt like the Lord was like, you know, Monica, you need to kind of beef up your food storage. And you all, I don't think he said that because I needed it for my family. But really quickly, what's so beautiful about this is I looked at Sawyer. I said, Sawyer, grab some grocery bags. Come on, let's go up to our food storage. And we ran up our stairs and literally I was able to fill five or six bags, big bags of food of all kinds and drop it off at her door and still make it to my meeting. Now, I realize I could have skipped the meeting, uh, but I didn't have to. And I just give you that example because that's what keeping our cups full looks like. That was a physical way to keep my cup full. But there's spiritual ways and there's emotional ways. And you all, people around us need all of that. And so how can we help people the most? Well, when our cups are full. So today we're going to talk about keeping our physical cup full so that we can serve. You know, um, in Tennessee, we had um, a tornado in middle Tennessee. Oh, goodness. When was it, you all? Well, COVID had already happened. So I think it was in April. Um and, you know, it was, it, it, it hit really bad in, in a couple of different areas. And so it was so nice that when the call came in that they definitely needed volunteers to come help, 
There was no question. You know, me and my husband jumped in the truck and off we went. And we spent a day, a whole day, clearing a bunch of uh, knocked down trees out of someone's backyard. And it was physical. I mean, it was hot. It was a hot day. And we were able to do that you know, all day. And let me tell you, and please don't take offense to me saying this, but you guys, there wasn't any really overweight people volunteering. There there just wasn't because you can't do that kind of work when you're really overweight, when you are really out of shape. You can't volunteer like that. And so I... It's not to put down or condemn anyone that struggles with weight management, y'all. It's the hardest thing. I wish it, that's one thing I just wish none of us had to worry about. But what I can tell you is that when we don't take care of ourselves physically, it limits those we can help and the ways that we can help. A hurricane hit Panama City, I think it's been two years now, where my brother lives. And uh, his property was devastated, although his house was intact. So he was blessed a lot more than some other people and neighbors around him. But it felt so good for me and my husband to be able to go down there and each of us spend three full days with chainsaws cutting down trees and, and... Um, cutting up tree limbs. For three solid days, you all, I had a chainsaw in my hand. And, you know, I'm, I'm a girl. I'm, you know, maybe a smaller girl. But guess what? When you're physically active and you stay in shape, you can do things like that. And so what I want us to think about is that Your children's physical activity has to start when they're young because it's about a habit. It's about a lifestyle, a way of life. Chances are if your kids spend most of their time sitting, sitting watching TV, sitting playing video games, They're going to turn into adults that spend most of their time sitting. Just because we establish the kind of life that we live. And so I know you don't want that for your children. And so we've got to start when our kids are home developing active lifestyles. Now, active lifestyles does not mean that we have to play competitive sports In fact, it does not mean that you have to play any kind of organized sport. You can, and that's great if you want to and if you can do that with your family. There's so many families that cannot afford to play organized sports, don't like the, um, you know, constant commitment levels. So there are so many other things that we can do. So I just want to encourage you to educate yourself and start investing in things that your family can do right there in your own driveway, in your own backyard. I'm sure you've developed some new things. I should have given this podcast at the beginning of COVID, 
But hopefully COVID has motivated us to and helped us to understand why it's really good to have these things already in our homes and already have this lifestyle as part of our life. But I'm going to just give you some ideas. So learn about driveway games. There's so many things you can do in your driveway. So a couple of our favorite things to do in the driveway. Number one, our favorite game to play in our driveway is Foursquare. And so if you don't know what Foursquare is, look it up. You're going to have to look up all of these that you don't know. But here's the great thing. YouTube is the training ground for all things now. So YouTube it and you can watch people play Foursquare. We keep our Foursquare super simple. You can like add a lot of special rules and make it as complicated as you want. But basically, you have to either with tape or with um, sidewalk chalk, which is what we use, you have to make four big squares that are connected to each other. And then you have a kickball that you bounce between the squares. It's so fun. One of our favorite games. Another thing we love to do in our driveway is just to play tennis against the against our um, uh, garage door. Now, you've kind of got to be careful. You've got to make sure there's not a window around the garage door that can be broken. And sometimes if you're on a super, you know, a busy street, that can complicate things because there's a lot of tennis balls that can go past you when you're playing tennis against a garage door. Another thing that makes tennis, a garage door tennis, a little uh, complex is if your garage door has a lot of a different, um, what am I trying to say? Like it's not very smooth because it can make your ball go in lots of different directions. But it's kind of part of the fun. So we love playing tennis, uh, garage store tennis. Um, another thing you can do, even if you don't have a tennis racket, is you can just throw the tennis ball against the garage store. And you know, one person throws, then that person catches, then the other person throws, and the other person catches. So kind of like a racquetball game without rackets where you're just throwing it against the door. And you just have to try to make sure and catch it before it hits the ground. So there's you know lots of things like that you can do. So one of the things that really helps us become more active is get some supplies. Now I realize you might not be able to go out and just buy a whole bunch of stuff. Just build up your outdoor activity supplies over time. You know, Christmas is coming, the birthdays are coming. Make a list of all of the things that you would like to have supplies because here's what I can tell you. If you don't have the correct equipment, then a lot of times people aren't as motivated to play. So invest and get you a big bin for your garage. And in that bin, you're going to make sure that you have a kickball. So one, we love playing kickball. As a huge family, we go out in the field behind our house and we love to play kickball. You want to go ahead and invest in some little rubber bases um, that you, so you can use it for wiffle ball, softball, kickball, that you've actually got bases or those orange cones. They're so cheap, you all. We're talking like $10 cheap for a set of orange cones that you can use. Um, but, you know, maybe invest in a volleyball net and, and maybe not a big one. Like I have this super cheap, it's actually a, um, 
what's it called, a badminton net. It's a portable one. I mean, I think I paid, I don't know, probably around $30. And it just, it it sits in this plastic little container and you just unfold it. And so you don't have to drive it into the ground. Just the base of it is in this plastic container and then it goes up. And so we can use that net for badminton, for volleyball, um, anything that we want. So invest in a net so you can play all those kind of sports. Maybe some badminton, maybe some frisbees, maybe some, you know, tennis rackets, um, ping pong. Yeah, ping pong tables are expensive. But have you seen that um, I bought it? You can, it's a ping pong net that attaches to any table. And so it's awesome. We have this really big table outside. And so we can attach it to the outside table and boom, we have a ping pong table. It's brilliant. I don't know. I don't know what I paid for it. Maybe $20. I ordered it off of Facebook. Um, You know, maybe it's time to invest in some bikes. But you don't have to invest in anything if your family loves to go hiking. Um, Maybe some jump rope. You you think about really, Monica, jump rope. Yeah, you all, have you ever watched jump rope competition? (laughs) It's going to make you appreciate jump rope in a whole new way. And dads and moms and kids can all do it. So you all, as a family, sit down, watch a YouTube video on jump rope competitions, and then get inspired. And for the next month, just your family has a goal to learn two jump rope tricks or just to learn how to do group jump roping. Y'all, it's, you know, you're going to be out there, you jump rope for five minutes and you're sweating. And it can be so fun. You know, crank up your music in your driveway and you guys get out there and start jumping rope. Um, the thing is, To help your family get motivated, usually what helps is to take a challenge. And and so that's what I mean. Like, okay, so maybe hiking, I don't know, maybe that doesn't sound like a lot of fun to you. But when you add a little research and you add some challenges to your family, you can look at hiking in a whole new way. So let me give you an example. And it doesn't matter that winter's coming. We hike year round. Now, I realize some of you live really north. Um, and so hiking maybe wouldn't be possible a couple of months. But you'd be surprised. Um, I've even gone hiking with snowshoes on. Awesome, awesome experience. But Let's say you assign one of your children wildflowers and they get a wildflower book, a wildflower identification book for your region. And so every time you go hiking, (coughs) that child is responsible to keep on the lookout for wildflowers and identify them and maybe take pictures of them. Whereas you have another child that they're... um, you know, their challenge is is tree identification. You can have another child family member that's bird identification or reptile identification or moss and fungus identification. Y'all, nature has so many things for us to pay attention to. 
And so next thing you know, your family starts really getting into hiking. And and someone's, another family member is in charge of mapping hikes and identifying hikes. Maybe one, you know, one family member is in charge of you all want a goal to try to see 50 waterfalls in 2021. And so you've got a family member that's really in charge of searching all around your region where there's hikes that you can see waterfalls. And then everyone has their different assignments. Talk about enjoying hiking. It, it will open up a whole new life for your family. And instead of, you know, the kids going, oh, I don't want to go hiking Saturday. Now it's different because they're invested in it. They're learning and they become an expert in their field. Y'all, that's, it's not hard. It just takes some planning and motivation. It's called creating memories with our kids and having fun, having fun with our families. It's about playing, 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 playing. I believe that too many people and families today are not having enough fun. You know, y'all, life is short. Your time with your children is fleeting. This time you have with your kids As you've heard me say time and time again, you're going to miss it. We took all of our kids whitewater rafting last weekend. Y'all, it was awesome. We went down the Coey River. And the forecast was just, uh, we had that hurricane. I think it was Sally. We were getting the remnants of that hurricane. So I looked at the forecast and it was just supposed to be pouring rain on Saturday. So I, I called the Whitewater, you know, people that were, were going to be our guide. And I'm like, so are we still going to do it regardless of how much it's raining? They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, rain doesn't stop us. You're going to get wet anyway. So what does it matter? Uh, they're like, the only thing that slows us down is lightning. And of course, it was also supposed to be like a high of 65. And I thought, it's going to be a little cold, you know, a whitewater rafting, pouring rain, high of 65. But you know what? My family, they're just champs. They, you know, nothing slows them down because we've been an active family their whole life. And so off we go. Of course, we get there and the rain stopped and it was this beautiful fall day and we had the time of our life. It was so fun. It was so fun to be able to do that with our adult children, to still go on these physical adventures. Um, You just don't want your physical health, if you can help it, to be the reason you don't do things. You all, I know that that not all of us have good physical health and it's out of our control. And I try to be mindful and just grateful that I currently am physically able to still walk and run and do the things that I do. We never know when that might be taken from us. 
We honor ourselves by honoring our bodies. And as parents, we absolutely have the responsibility to teach our children and create an environment in our family where our children learn to honor and take care of their bodies so that they can be the best they can be so that they can serve others and be able to do things. And the payoff is that we get to have a lot of fun along the way. So parents, turn that TV off. It's time to get up. It's time to get outside. Don't let the weather curtail you. Just bundle up. Put on rain gear. The other night, we're sitting, me and my husband are sitting with the TV on, and it was raining pretty hard outside, but it was kind of warm. It was like probably 70, at least 70 degrees outside. It was about 10 o'clock at night. And uh, I just had been sitting too long. I'm like, honey, come on. Can we go for a walk? And, you know, just without thinking, you know, sure. We got two umbrellas and went on a walk at 10 o'clock at night in the pouring rain. But don't let the weather and cold deter you. Because once you get out there, you're going to see beauty. And it's awesome. Have a great week. Parents, if your kids have not gone through Fundamentals for Kids yet, if they're preschool through third grade, what are you waiting for? It is amazing. And they will love it and learn so much. If you've got kids, 4th grade through 12th grade, and they have not completed Life Skills Essentials, what are you waiting for? It is essential that they complete that course. It will bless their lives. It will give them confidence. It will help them to be better people. You can see both of those beautiful programs at our website, theetiquettefactory.com. And as always, thank you for listening. I'd love it if you would share this podcast episode with just one person and would love any feedback that you might offer. Have a great week, you all. Thank you so much. Bye.